This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.40 and it's time for Today on Twitter, where it's all about how road closures might encourage more people to walk around Gale. So, full disclosure, this is coming from a tweet by BFM News. But it is something that people have been talking about quite a bit. While I'm here, I might as well shamelessly plug at News BFM. If you would like all your updates in tweet form, um, we... The team is really on the ball. Anyway, so um, this is all about the fact that DBKL plans to close Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman to traffic every Sunday from September 28 to encourage the culture of walking. The exact stretch on Jalan Ta is going to be from the Jalan Esfahan Junction, um, which maybe most people would recognize as Sogo, <laughs> uh, to Jalan Tun Perak, which is the one near Dataran Merdeka. So it's, it's that particular stretch um, that I think would be quite familiar to people, right? So clothes, shops big junction, you walk on past Tataran and then there you are. So the Deputy FT Minister, Datuk Sri Jalaluddin Alias, says that various programmes will be planned during the closure. This includes busking and creative art shows and that 23 areas have been identified for pedestrian infrastructure updates in KL and that the projects have been planned to have a complete network, adding they will give a new image or rebranding to the areas and can indirectly be used as tourist attractions. That last point is something that a few people are picking up on in the tweets, but more on that as we go through them. So this is intriguing for me because I, for one, have never thought to myself, you know where I want to drive down? Jalan Tunku Abdul Rahman. Uh, Almost always I have generally uh, uh, taken the train and walked. Uh, But that isn't an endorsement of the walkability of the area. It's just that it's not necessarily the easiest place to drive in. Can I say something though? Um, Because... There is a distinction to be made between walkability in terms of infrastructure and safety and walkability in terms of this is a better place to walk than it is to drive. It's a more interesting walking experience than a driving experience because uh, that part of Kuala Lumpur, the, the heritage area in many ways of KL, is much better served on foot. You get random bookshops, you get restaurants that you didn't know were there. There are things that are on the first floor that you simply don't see when you're passing by in a car. And so it's it's kind of a weird push and pull because I've always really enjoyed walking around that area, knowing that I might break my ankle while doing it because I'm looking around, you know. So it's, it's a strange thing because um, I would always say it's a very... It's a great area to walk. That doesn't make it a walkable area. Yes, and and that's actually really what's being reflected in the tweets, that um, for an area to become attractive for people to walk around in, more needs to be done than just closing off roads, right? Um, so let's see. We have uh, Ong Chinon on Twitter saying, KL is designed for cars currently. I went there last weekend. I couldn't walk to my hotel from the LRT station easily. Years of uh, bad planning is causing this problem right now. Build a better walkway first. Think from a pedestrian's point of view instead of a car. Closing streets is just short term. And then we've got a pair of messages, uh, a pair of tweets rather, both saying, this is good. Um, so Ravesky says, this might be a good start, albeit very limited as of right now. They're currently building more, improving the infrastructure for pedestrians all across KL. That's a good change. Uh, meanwhile, Ame says, mantap idea ni. <laughs> Along the streets, you've got busking and so on. It's a good idea, even though I'm a bit disappointed with the focus on one area only. So that, by the way, uh, I think is quite reflective of a number of tweets that have been very 
very enthused by the idea of culture and entertainment being integrated onto the street. So there is that. There were also some others that said, why Sunday? Why not Monday? Why not every day? <laughs> so, um, you know, th- there are some who want to take it further. So I love the idea, firstly, of... Um Really, most areas in KL being um, centered around uh, creating a kind of culture and a street culture, right? Um, Sharmanda says, I have a feeling people calling this a good initiative haven't attempted walking around KL outside of bearable sunny weather. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Topan Kuno says, We always see this through the eyes of a tourist. They come and go. If we want the culture, we have to start looking through the eyes of the everyday pedestrian. Like I said, the tourist thing got a bit of a ding. And and that's very understandable because tourists, of course, it's a great thing, right? Tourism is important for our country. But if we think about our city only from the point of view of a tourist, A, it's only ever going to be very surface. And B, it ignores the people who actually live and work there and who are therefore going to be using those roads and whatever infrastructure you put in way more frequently, um, which is something Yasmin is saying, who says, hmm, the Jalan Pudu to Bibi stretch that he mentions would be interesting. I hope there's been enough engagement with those who live and work on these streets, especially PWD, persons with disabilities, to ensure their access is considered. Ongoing programming is really important as well to get more people walking. Those are all actually really good points to bring up. I love the mention of making uh, streets accessible, um, which actually is a real problem with these older areas and these heritage areas. Uh, We have Waku Waku saying, can we ensure our public transport is reliable first before moving on to this? And meanwhile, this is Wanderlust says, I'm all for encouraging walking. In addition to this sort of initiative, it'd be good to see DBKL fixing the trip hazards, covering storm drains properly and clamping down hard on drivers and riders who block the pavement and crossings, I live in hope. So that's the thing. Um, If we're going to have a whole new network that's going to create a new image and rebranding, then it's going to have to include all these things, right? You can't just build. You have to fix what's there as well because otherwise, like I said, I can look at a bridge from the street while I'm lying in the gutter having broken my ankle. What (laughs) use is it to me, you know? Um, That's dark. That was a dark image. I trip a lot. <laughs> so, so these so are things do I think I. about. Yeah, yeah. You know the loose tile on those old pavements? This is what I'm saying. Mm. I also get the, the gross street water splashed up from the loose tile. So it's a whole journey. Uh, Lawless and Disorder says, culture of walking for the peasants while culture of driving with police escorts for the ruling class. Oof. And that actually represents a fair amount of responses Um of people saying, yeah, cool, we can walk, that's fine. Um, then just make sure that you don't ride through with several cars and outriders. Well, Muzakir says, with all these planned activities, where will people park? And that's exactly the irony, right? Like the idea is to encourage people to walk around and to take public transport, not make fun activities that people want to attend, but they drive there to do it. Isn't this what we saw a little bit with the river walk? Where yes. It's meant for walking. You People drive there <laughs> generally, park on the street. Um, you see people parked in all sorts of weird uh, ways. Brickfields as well. The idea yes. was to create a walkable little India. Instead, people park everywhere on that walkable street and now nobody can drive or walk. Uh, it's also weirder when people park in a more brazen way because they know it's a car-free road and therefore they're not going to block other cars. That is the irony of the whole thing. All of which to say, we are talking about this idea to um, 
create a car-free Sunday at um, a stretch of Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman as a way to encourage a culture of walking. Let us know. Uh, would having more car-free days in KL encourage you to take a walk around town? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or voice note us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. Be free minded, BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.52. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about a couple of, well, very different things this hour. Uh, so earlier on today on Twitter, we were discussing a plan to uh, create car-free Sundays um, and in along Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman. So we've been asking you, would having more car-free days in KL encourage you to take a walk around town? So you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or voice note us zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine tweet us at BFM Radio and earlier on we were also discussing the IPay eighty eight data breach and we've been asking you whether you generally feel safe making payments online. Uh, do continue to send your thoughts through on that. You can call us, WhatsApp us, voice note us and tweet us. Uh, let's start with some messages on walking around KL. So uh, we have bin who says walkability don't have dbkl is the biggest culprit allowing peddlers to start um, to set up shop on pedestrian walkways solve that first so this one is tough right because okay firstly um the use of the word peddlers i'm not sure because do you are you talking about essentially actual store owners who have no other place to set up stores because if that's the case i think they're a vital and vibrant part of our city. The problem, of course, is in the planning. Um, and, and yeah, I think the as you rightfully pointed out, it is a city management, city planning issue because we want these stores along our streets. They create a nice street culture, but we also need spaces for people to be able to walk. Do we have five-foot walkways? Mm. That's what it comes down to, right? Do we have five-foot five foot walkways and what are they intended for? Because right now, they are a mixture of, um, I wouldn't say peddlers. Um, I, I think they're a mixture of tradespeople, perhaps. You know, people who are selling whatever, um, whatever variety of things that occasionally pushes pedestrians out onto the road, which is a very dangerous thing. Um, there is also motorcyclists who park on the, walk, on the walkway. There's also the fact that some walkways have been ruined. We've talked about this by roots, um, by broken tiles, by, by any number of lack of maintenance issues. So, yeah, I think that walkability really is a tremendous issue. And um, it is both underfoot and overhead, right? Because we're talking about what we step on and whether that's safe and whether it's flat and, and good to walk on. Whether it's inclusive is also uh, another thing that, that has yet to be mentioned. Um, but then there's also the overhead issue of, well, um, is there enough shelter? Yeah. Is there enough shelter? Um, are there easy spaces within which you can take shelter if it should rain, for instance? Um, we also have Jason saying, perhaps closing roads are way easier than finding double parkers. So, a lot of um, there's a lot of disappointment <laughs> is is maybe one word we can use that um, these resources aren't being used to handle urban issues, right? Including double parking, including uh, a, including proper walkability. I think that this comes from the nature of the announcement where there's a bit of a conflation because so on the one hand we've got a road closure to encourage more walking in this particular section of town and hopefully in, in others. And there was also an announcement about 
other pedestrian upgrades that are going to happen around KL City. So I think as is usually the case, and I'm sorry if, if um, we're a part of this, the headline and the story are slightly different. Yes, and this is not to say that all of these efforts cannot, in fact, work together, right? And I think um, part of this, of course, is coming from, and we've talked about this before, a general uh, a general frustration with a lot with many Malaysians, uh, with plans being announced, grand initiatives being rolled out, and then not quite holding up to the promise. Uh, and I think that's where some of this is coming from. Yeah, I said disappointment earlier. What I meant was frustration. You're absolutely right. <laughs> we have Nico saying, During the MCO, we did a couple of walks from Bukit Tunku to the city centre. I loved walking around town. I loved even more what we planned for the route to end at a Kopitiam on Pataling Street. So yes, to more efforts to make permanent walkways. I would check out this road closure initiative once just to see if it's worth DBKL's effort. Especially if the street will be decked out with food stalls. But then would that just be a param? Um, so <laughs> I was well. Firstly, I was going to say I love that every walk should end with a kopitiam. I agree, uh, and the MCO, uh, particularly the the CMCO, I want to say, was actually a really great time to do these city walks. I remember doing a bunch of them with some friends. Uh, Pataling Street was almost empty, which is. I was sad to see that, but it also meant I could really appreciate the architecture, kind of stroll around and really take in the street art, and it was really fun. Yeah. So. What I've been thinking is the there is a strong desire among many urbanites, I think, for spaces that are fun and culture-filled and community-led that are not shopping malls. So yes. in that sense, this is what it is, right? That That's the idea here, that you are taking a road um, that also has commerce anyway, also has food stalls, also has um, a, an existing, very vibrant local culture, and then you're inserting other things. So the para mention is interesting because I, I did have a, a moment of hesitation when I'm like, yeah, but you know, um, even on its own, I, I wish, I guess I wish we didn't have to dress it up. Um, I, I think on its own, it's already a pretty interesting road. It's already mm -hmm. a pretty interesting part of KL. And um, there's a part of it that's a bit like, ah, are we just hipstering or gentrifying a space slightly um, in order to get people to come? But I, I think that this one way to view it is absolutely as a separate community space, a different sort of community space. Very quickly, uh, Kamar Nizam says, come on, be positive about it. Let's join the walk. Maybe our generation is sceptical. I did bring my kids on car-free days around KLCC. They enjoy it. I enjoy it also. I like the walk bridge around KLCC. The Kakilima we have now is not big enough. The walkway around Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman is the right size in my opinion. Mm, um, th that's fair. The, but in general, I agree also that the Kakilima is really a problem. Keep those thoughts coming. Uh, would you walk around KL if uh, we have more car-free days? You can call us, WhatsApp us, voice note us and tweet us. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.